Why is there this increase in e-tolls? Well, Basin, this is a normal business practice that uh, every year the CPI index or, um, uh, or the adjustments thereof are effected uh, annually. We have not done it in, in the uh, housing improvement toll uh, uh, roads uh, since its implementation, but this is the first time that it will happen, and uh, it is simply a compliance issue um, that uh, relates to how um, uh, taxes are paid uh, in our country. Does this only affect the e-tolls, Ishmael, or does it affect all tolling? Uh, it, it affects uh, all tolling, uh, but uh, with specific, why we specifically mention the, the housing improvement program, because this is the first time that it is implemented in, 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 in housing. But the, the, the sections that are, are affected are the uh, section 20 and 21 of the N1 and section 12 of the N3 and section 1 of the N4 and section 18 and 19 of the N12 road. What would the area which way we did not implement this is the Swartrachens Plaza uh, because there are still engagement with various stakeholders uh, on this uh, talk. Ishmael, I'm, I'm sure you're aware there's some motorists probably right now in their cars just rolling their eyes. Hopefully they're still driving safely. But, you know, they may not be paying okay. these e-tolls, so they, they may not care very much if the government decides to put up the toll prices or not. I mean, what's your appeal to them this afternoon? Our appeal is that as law-abiding citizens of, of South Africa, uh, government initiatives are aimed at making the lives of our people better. And uh, even these adjustments are just ordinary adjustments that uh, relate to uh, the normality of how uh, government functions and how taxes are being paid in this country. So if their compliance would be would go a long way in, in making sure that we improve the roads of our country, as we are all aware that government has done a lot since 1994 in improving the roads in this country, and we want to do more and risk to... Uh, other rural roads that we have in our country. So by compliance, we are going to make sure that a government is responsive to the needs of our people in general. And what does the Transport Department think of Sanral hiring a debt collector to pursue outstanding e-toll fees from motorists in Gauteng? Well, there are compliance uh, issues that we, we require from uh, Sanral as an agency. Ours is to regulate, and we gave them a mandate, uh, to implement this. So whichever mechanism that they use, as long as it is within the parameters of the law and as long as it is justifiable, it will be welcomed. It is only when we, 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 are, we are made aware of the, the illegalities that might relate to any work that Sandra does which is outside of the confinement of the law. That's, why we, that's when we will be concerned as government. Transport spokesperson Ishmael Mnisi in Pretoria. Thanks for joining us. Auto's chairperson is Wayne Duvenage. He joins us on the line. Wayne, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank Would you. you like to respond to Ishmael and, and some of his thoughts there? Yes, look, absolutely. I mean, we understand government's role to, to build roads using our taxpayers' money, uh, uh, and we've got no problem with that or the fact that we have to pay for our roads. We know that our roads don't fall out of the sky. Society pays for them ultimately. It's just how government goes about this. It's a serious concern. On the e-toll matter, 
Well, we've, we've made it very clear all along. For government to stand there and say, you know, we are law-abiding citizens, therefore we must abide by the law. By the same token, the government has to abide by the constitution of this country. And when it steps outside of that, um, Section 195 of the Constitution, when it doesn't consult with its people meaningfully, when it puts into place systems that are irrational, that are inefficient, then the public have every right to defy that. And that's what's happening on the Intel matter. We warned them right in the beginning, don't go down the road, it's not going to work, you're not going to get the compliance. That's what's happened. They have now 10% of people paying. It's a failed system and they won't acknowledge it. So, you know, they can put the rates up on e-tolls. It's like blowing air into a burst tire. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Well, some of those tolls, unfortunately, aren't e-tolls. They, you know, Ishmael did say it was yes. going to affect tolls nationally. And those are tolls yes. that aren't just paid by us motorists and, and road users. It's also paid by those transporting our food. We had inflation mm. figures out yesterday showing that yeah. inflation has now breached that target band of 6%. It's now at 62 And there's two yes. key factors in that. It's food prices and transport prices. Exactly. What impact do you think this increase is going to have on food? It's going to have a big impact. And look, the only people that are paying the toll here as well are the big companies. They don't want to cross swords mm. with government because government has big contracts and we've seen the bully boy tactics there. But going back to the toll increases on all the routes, yes, we have, we have raised a very serious concern. What happens is, is that, um, for instance, when you buy a house, you lay out your capital, your bond doesn't change, your payment doesn't change unless the interest rates fluctuate. In actual fact that that the, the, the value of the of, of the of the of the building or, or the infrastructure you put in you depreciate it over time and then it's paid off sadly for government and sadly uh, for the people of this country by the way our government doesn't do it that way they continuously increase the toll fees every single year cpr related and even more and uh, we have some of these assets paid off but we continue to pay Senwell changed the regulations uh, some years ago to say now they don't have to keep the revenue for those toll routes on those toll routes, and it's no longer a user pays uh, a mechanism, which they continue to hide behind, but they're, they're disingenuous now on that. And secondly, they don't even have to maintain the alternative routes. So the public and the transporters, which are passing this cost on to us, we are on a hiding to nothing. And this is not good for society. This is not good for the people. Our government has allowed these state-owned entities, these concessionaires, uh, to enrich themselves without being uh, passing on the benefits of the payment of these roads to the public. And we are now sick and tired of it, and we have to challenge it. So what's the way forward for Alta? Well, I mean, as you know, Alta has expanded its mandate. We're not based uh, only on the ETOL matter. Of course, we will stay very close to that, and we are, are, are raising a lot of issues there. But we have done research. We are seeing that we are paying more for our roads here in South Africa on the construction side of things. Than, than roads that are being built in other parts of the world. When you take into account all the variables, we are being ripped off. And it's not just in roads. We've seen it in Medupe. Every time there's a capital expenditure project, this country pays anything between 200 and 500% more. It's got to stop. We've got to expose what's happening. We've got to engage the powers, and we've got to expose them, and we've got to take these people on. People that are continuously... And uh, engaging in a manner that is not good for society have to be taken to task. So that's Arthur's role. And there are many mechanisms that we will use uh, in order to do that. And if litigation is the final one, then that's what we will do as well.